0: Now, exciting news, Spain has emerged as the winners of the 2023 Women's World Cup for the first time ever in a tournament that broke viewership records all around the world. Now, it captivated the entire country of the host nation, of course, Australia, and has been an inspiration to young footballers everywhere. But it's important to see as to what will be the next point of this and what will be the lasting legacy of the tournament. Well, for more, we're joined by Dr. Michael Linley from Victoria University. Thank you so much for your time, Michael. Now, let's dive straight into into this and what's come out of the Matildas. It's really exciting for all and to see football and women's sport finally get its recognition that it deserved. Why did it break viewership records in this aspect and, and across Australia as the host nation?
1: Look, it's, it's a great question and it's been such an exciting time for football and women's sport more broadly uh, in Australia and New Zealand. It's really got on the back of a slow build. We saw it through the Women's World Cup, Cricket World Cup, and year on year, women's sport and women's football has been growing. And Australia as a host, we're, we're massive you know, sports fans. And so we love both the Australian team and a winning team. The fact that it's women's sport is almost become a non-discussion. It's the fact that it's, the quality of the game has improved so fast and so far that there's no reason to talk about women's sport and men's sport when it comes to football. And the crowds showed up like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We saw massive crowds outside of different uh, live fan sites across the nation and really crippling on towards that momentum and that sensation of wanting their team to win. So let's look into what will be the lasting legacy of the tournament in terms of looking at how the past month has really fanned out across the nation and across the world. What's next for the tournament? Is there, is there going to be more of a hype for the Matildas coming on? What do you think?
1: There's there's certainly going to be a number of of flow-ons from this tournament, both uh, for the team, for Australia and for the tournament globally. So for the Matildas, I think we've gone from a point where we can perhaps name one or two players to most people can probably name at least half the team and recognise them around. And that's incredibly important for a sense of attachment and identification with the team both broadly, but particularly for young young girls, they can see and identify someone a role model for where they can see themselves. It's that if I can't see it, I can't be it, well now we can see it. And that's incredibly exciting. Mm. For Australia, we've got that hosting of a global event. And it's a case of, as we roll forward to twenty thirty two in Brisbane, we've got momentum to bring more events to Australia and they're they're planned, but the support for those events is incredibly exciting. For the event, globally, it's really interesting because it's been undervalued. The media rights for the event for Women's World Cup has been undervalued globally. That's not gonna be the case going forward. So the next host of the World Cup and the broadcast rights for that are going to be expanded, as is the attendance number is going to be expanded, and the media coverage going to be expanded. So all of that is downstream for the event going forward, which just creates more opportunities for women and girls to see it and to be involved in it.
0: Mm, absolutely. Now, your team at Victoria University have measured the tournament by many different factors. Now, what were they? <sighs>
1: So we looked at the tournament as we look at across sports events, uh, from the the mega events down to domestic and and, uh, national tournaments. And it's across six pillars, so the economic and sport, which are sort of the obvious ones, but also looking at social, media, brand, and environmental impacts. So it's a really broad range that fits within that sort of economic, social, environmental, triple bottom line for events.
0: Now, looking back into the legacy of the Matildas and how big of a crowd it really pulled into. Now, looking at other tournaments as well, how does your research compare to them as well? Looking, for example, we're talking about the Netball World Cup recently. Um, How Mm. did that really affect looking into other tournaments that are the same size in this case?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, this last World Cup for women, it was the highest total uh, attendance in terms of uh, about 1.9 million people attended. The average um, attendance on every game was, was higher. And that has a real effect on tournaments like the Netball World Cup in, in Cape Town, which was held during the same time. The Diamonds are again the world champions and very little of that made it into the media by comparison. And in fact, that flows through into the domestic tournament. So we see this sort of, aggregation towards the really large scale events, sucking a lot of the, the media attention and people's um, money towards those events and it makes a struggle for other smaller sports. Netball is one of the highest participation sports for girls in Australia. And yet the domestic competition really struggles for media rights. So at the same time, we've had this great success for the Matildas and for Australia in hosting it. We now have a sort of real challenge for some of the other still very popular sports and sports that Australia does incredibly well at, struggling to find a viable future.
0: Mm, Absolutely a conversation to definitely bring forward and have. Well, thank you so much for your time, Michael.
1: Absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Well, that's the show for now. For more, head to tickernews.co for more and I'll see you very soon.